Welcome to the audio version of Coding in the Classroom, our column in the OME Gazette. Beza and I are seeking out teachers across the province of Ontario to talk to them and learn how they are using computational thinking for learning in their classrooms. So welcome, welcome to the Coding in the Classroom podcast. Today, uh, Beza and I are really lucky to have Siri Nordby here from Oslo, Norway. She's visiting uh, Western University right now. And uh, welcome to the podcast. And could you just please tell us, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, Siri? Yeah, thank you. Um, uh, my name is Siri Krognobi, and I'm from Oslo Metropolitan University. And I'm 38 years old, uh, and I'm married, have two kids, and I'm currently uh, employed at Oslo Metropolitan University in the teacher faculty in the mathematics oh. section there. And now um, I have this PhD, so I am on leave from that position right now. Uh, and yeah, I'm in my second year of, um, of the topic of computational thinking in primary uh, mathematics education. Yeah, that's and it, your, your paper that I read was really interesting. Uh, I read your first one. So could you tell us a little bit about that, the, the first article that you wrote about how people are integrating uh, computational thinking into their mathematics in different ways? Yeah, uh, when I started my PhD, uh, I'm a former teacher. It's good to mention, so the listeners know that. So I've been teaching in secondary school in nine years before I was employed at the university. And when I heard that the coding and programming aspects were coming into the curricula, I was really um, uh, nervous actually about how was this going to happen? Because as a former teacher myself, I struggled to see uh, how they could benefit the mathematics learning. And I'm a mathematics teacher, uh, so I don't know anything about coding before my PhD project. So I was really into, okay, how is this going to work? So that's the reason I did this review that you um, um, referred to, because so, I wanted to know more about what research outside yeah. Norway uh, okay. is, yeah. and so, how they are. Then so you, you just jumped right into the deep end and started swimming. Yeah, actually, so I did. Siri, could you please remind us uh, in what uh, part uh, coding integrated in curricula? It's, it's integrated in discipline or it's integrated separately? Could you please remind us? This about yeah, that? in Norway, it's, it's integrated, integrated in uh, mathematics and science and arts and craft and actually music, I think. So it's four yeah. subjects. So it's integrated in all these four subjects. In, That's cool. Yeah. Great. Yeah, and, so and it's only uh, the mathematics that's uh, emphasizing the programming aspects of it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's different how right. it's labeled in the each concepts. Yeah. But, but uh, to my knowledge, you are almost connected with all, right? You're, uh, you taught science and music as well. So yeah, me, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. me as a, as a secondary teacher. You yes, cannot I, just connect in the mathematics also the other disciplines. So you're yeah. really... Yeah, comfortable yeah. to yeah, this integration. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the integration of those different subjects must come with different levels of what you're actually doing with the computational thinking. Yeah. So, like, so what what were some of the differences that you found between them? Uh, when I read these ten articles, I found in the uh, yeah in my research, my first paper, uh, I find that they are mainly concentrating on computational concepts. And that was worrying me a bit. That's why I wanted to emphasize that uh, it's only 
three, I think, that in my, my paper that is emphasizing how it can be used to teach mathematical concepts. And so, that, so three out of 10, that is quite low, I think. Yes. Um, so uh, that made me think, okay, are we going in a path um, concentrating on computational concepts? And, and maybe that is going to be just another part of the mathematics curriculum, not connected to mathematics, but only as a, a new, new domain yes. or what you call it, like yes. a new concept they're teaching. Yeah. Uh, and that's uh, with that, uh, in in that article, so I um, started do my other research uh, in Norway to to see okay how do they implement it in yes. their mathematics teaching. Cool. And so yeah. you, you were finding that there were like too many who were just looking at I'm just going to teach the coding for the coding's sake. Rather yeah. Than saying, yeah. Yeah. So, so they were concentrating on the computational concepts and how the te- uh, the students were learning those not how you can use these concepts to teach mathematical concepts. Oh yeah. my gosh. So that's like the, like in Ontario, some of the scope and sequences that the boards have put out to teach, to teach mathematics have uh, a coding unit. So, I'm actually so glad that I could come here to see yeah. how you connect the curricular uh, together uh, with yes. these concepts and mathematical concepts, because I think you do it very well here. Uh, you are really emphasizing how you can use these skills in learning mathematics. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So that's that's the the part that that Beza and I have found is that the is the, the there's a thing about agency for the for the students when they get to control what they're doing and they learn how to control the computer and the programs and learn a little bit more about how to do it. They can control the models they're making for the mathematics, mm-hmm. and it lets them explore where that previously they wouldn't have. So yeah. is, is this what you're finding sort of thing? Uh, if this is my finding. Is, is this what you're, yeah, yeah. What you're seeing? You seeing can elaborate it. from this, uh, what you find out from your and teacher experiences, mm-hmm. what affordances, what opportunities using coding in mathematics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so what have you been seeing out there? Like, that's what I, I'd be interested in. Yeah. So my first year, I followed four teachers in three different schools, uh, just sitting uh, back in a classroom and, and looking what they were doing. Mm-hmm. And they were really struggling uh, because they also don't, don't know the programming and coding field that good. Yes. So they were uh, um, using the curricular materials that were, were available for them. Mm-hmm. And uh, I also see that they are concentrating on these computational concepts because the curricular materials also emphasizes that. So they are mm-hmm. learning the students to, to do loops and, and learn about the variables and conditionals uh, in the computational concepts. So they are yeah, teaching that mainly. The, and, and then how do they apply that to the learning of the mathematics? The mathematics is not in the in the learning. It's not there at oh. all, actually. So, wow. so it's not. It's a new uh, part of of teaching that's not connected to the mathematics. And again, it worries me because yes. uh, then maybe they just do it two lessons because they don't see the mathematics in the materials they found or find. Oh, I yeah. See. So they just do it uh, two three lessons. And I asked them, did you do this uh, when I was not there? And I said, no, we only did it when you were here. So, oh, uh, wow. yeah, 
And okay, so, so they is... just click off that, that goal and they move on learning more mathematics in the other lessons. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. So you've, you've got a really, really tough road to hoe. Uh, so that, that, a big job in, in front of you uh, in Norway. Then. I think not only me. I think the whole research field has a great yeah. job in front of us. There's, so, there's, yes. Yeah, overall, what I'm understanding that the real challenge is not a, a teaching concept, but linking the disciplines, yeah. right? So uh, I think you make some improvement, some uh, support to teachers in that point. Could you please tell us about yeah, this as well? because... Uh, I actually talked about this uh, finding with a colleague of mine and she said, yeah, but maybe it should only be like an add-on to the mathematics and let them just uh, teach uh, and learn about the computational concepts. Do we need to connect it to the mathematics? That's a question. Uh, also, yes. uh, to this <laughs> please. Yeah, but yeah. I, I emphasize and argue that, yes, we have to do that because it's so uh, powerful uh, and meaningful if you do it the right way. And actually coming to Ontario and seeing how uh, Western University are doing this is really building my, my uh, thinking about this is going to work. Because I actually was a bit afraid that, mm, should we put it in the mathematics or not when I, before I came to Ontario or, or to, to London. Yes. So, but now so I'm really, yes, we have to do okay. it between some work. Well, so can you, could you give us a, an example of something you've seen or something you've come across that, that would have a, a really good integration of both? Yeah, the normal example is using Scratch uh, mm -hmm. to emphasize uh, geometry, for example, that you can oh, yes. use code and, and, and explore uh, how geometrical patterns and uh, different polygons Mm -hmm. um, and how they're made and and yeah and uh, symmetry and rotation so it's powerful tool so scratch i feel it's a powerful tool in learning these domains but then i again i ask the question which domain can we teach by using this coding environment okay. how it's beneficial um yes. because i in my research i only see geometry actually mostly geometry and how it's emphasized in the teaching. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, and adding to that, um, the, the last year now, I have been following two of these four teachers in an intervention. Mm -hmm. So we tried to follow the curricular materials uh, provided by the government and by the commercial, uh, how do you say that, commercial? Publishers? Yeah, publishers, thank yes. you. Okay. Uh, and how they are emphasizing it and how they, and we tried to connect it to the mathematical domains. How can we use these resources in teaching mathematics? And mm -hmm. again, we struggled. It's, it's, not, it's not immediately evident until you actually do it and try and no, figure it out yourself. You need to be really aware as a teacher uh, of how to, how to use these computational concepts and how to use these materials in teaching mathematics. So I find that we need to improve our curricular materials for the teachers yes. so they mm -hmm. understand how they can use this to yes. teach mathematics. So, yes, yeah. so we do, we do have the OntarioMath.support website that is has been put up. It's been done by the Ontario Associate of Math Educators and the, the, the French version that I'm 
I'll go and put the word in later because I forgot what they were called. Uh, so that, those are resources that integrate both, but that's all that's out there meaningfully at this point. You're right. So if you, if anybody who's listening wants to start creating materials, it's an open field for anyone who wants to and feels yeah. that, that creative urge. Yeah. And I think, um, Again, I'm speaking from a Norwegian perspective. Yes. Uh, so I think we, I think that the curriculum here is is better in in actually in explaining for teachers how they can do it and how to emphasize yes. the mathematics. So, so there are the supports there, but as, as you say, a lot of the time uh, you will see just people are just doing like an hour of code. Yeah. Or they'll yeah, yeah. just okay. So we're going to do loops today. And yeah. Okay. But what are we going to use those loops for? Yeah. 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 That's the question. What are we going to use them for? And what learning are they going to have yes. after using them? So, so one of my favorite parts of coding for me is the automation, so that you can automatize uh, like something. So it, we always like flip coins in in primary class. So and you can't really keep a kid doing it enough times to actually be to have some really really interesting things happen so like you flip the coin flip the coin flip the coin okay i've done it 10 times oh wow i didn't get five heads and mm -hmm. five tails well why is that uh is is a good question you can automate scratch to to run those 10 10 trials for you and then you can get it to automate those 10 trials. Like, so this is the loop within a loop, grade four for us, uh, is uh, to run the 10 trials 10 times and see what happens. Mm -hmm. And so and so they're learning how to use those loops and the, and the probability and getting like results out that are starting to get enough to be meaningful. So that's one of my favorite parts. Yeah, yeah. I even like the automation for uh, understanding polygons. Oh yeah. Limitless yeah. polygons. So yeah, we can show off, uh, how it is very impossible in the real <laughs> environment, right? So yeah. Yeah, because I was- I, I like the... to fight on for advanced classes as well, but you're working mostly on primary level, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So Scratch, Scratch looks. So this is why you find Scratch more uh, accessible or uh, could you explain more about this? Why you're finding Scratch uh, better than the others? Yeah. Uh, I'm writing up my third and actually fourth article now. <laughs> uh, the third is about uh, the two teachers and these interventions. And I have uh, seen that we, we had 12 lessons that uh, we, we worked together with these two mm -hmm. teachers. And it's six of them are only concentrating on computational concepts. Mm -hmm. So it's, again, I emphasize that the curriculum materials in the Norway don't include mathematics before sixth grade in the curricular goals. So oh. they are only saying you are going to teach them variables and loops. And that's what they do because it says in the curricula. And then you have the curricular materials that are using the curricula. Uh, and they also only teach these variables and loops because it says yeah, the curricular goals in the curricula. So, oh. um, yeah, so I'm writing up my third article, maybe a small criticize of how we are emphasizing it in the curriculum materials as well, mm -hmm. because it's affecting the teacher. They, they don't know this. We, they need to have something to start with. And when they start with the curricula, that is 
quite normal. You do that when you're yes. <laughs> And when they are not emphasizing the mathematics in a such way, they don't either. So that's a problem, yeah. actually. Yeah. So, yeah. so is there any support coming from curriculum or is there any other support for professional development? Um, that is up to each district, each municipality. No, I don't know the word. Mun yeah, yeah. Mun Mi yeah. Municipality, yes. That's municipality, correct. yeah. yeah. And uh, uh, the, the government or the directorate of education have made these competence packages online that the, the schools can use. Okay. But, uh, but it's up to the schools how they use it and when and if they even use it. So because uh, um, you... Uh, also use tools that are provided by by different instances. So my teachers are using BBOT um, in the fully integrated lessons because all of these 12 lessons I, I categorize in this integration part that I wrote up in my first article. So we have uh, five of the lessons that fully integrates mathematics and the computational concepts in a similar manner. So they, they are going to they go together to learn mathematical concepts. Mm -hmm. And uh, we are using then BBOT and um, uh, Scratch Junior and Scratch. So mm -hmm. the other tools, they don't um, manage to integrate it in a full manner in I the see. other yeah. lessons. Yeah. yeah, so not yet. Yeah. yeah. What's the difference between the full digital and the tangible ones? Did That's you realize any differences between the B-Bot and Scratch and Scratch Junior? Yeah. Because they have similar, but also very different. And yeah, but the B-Bot I see is quite, um, I find in my research that the B-Bot, um, where, where students using the B-Bots, they, they struggle to see um, great mathematics in the tool because it's, it's so simple. So it's not actually empowered the students to explore and be more creative of the mathematics um, and you're not needing to have it either so I think it's it's not the best tool actually for empowering the students learning mathematics um, you, uh, in my you, research. Do you have the, the BBOT clear grid that you're using? We made a grid Okay. Yeah, we made a grade like with the teachers, yeah. but uh, they struggled to use it to learn mathematical concepts. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So when, but when we used it to to learn polygons and squares. Yeah. But also paths. Uh, yeah, but in in my in my third article now, I'm I'm trying to see it more as a computational literacy more than computational thinking. So yes. I'm trying mm -hmm. to see how it can change the mathematical learning and how yes. it can um, do a difference in their cognitive understanding. Yes, and, and um, for, for the listeners out there, uh, there's, there is a really big push now to, to, to look at the different ways that computational thinking is. Is it computational thinking? Is it computational modeling, computational literacy, uh, and, and computational participation? And all of those are a part of it. So, so I, I like the, uh, I'd like to hear your ideas of why, uh, of how you think it's more of a computational literacy. Because I was struggling when I was reading the research on computational thinking, I found it difficult to see how it can empower the domains in itself. It's so, it's so widely expressed, 
So mm -hmm. I, I, I'm struggling. So when I found this computational literacy, it made more um, sense to me using that because it's a bigger picture. Uh, yes. How can yeah. you use these computational thinking into each domain and how can it empower the learning and in what way? And do they, it have any blind spots or do it have any? Yeah. So, so that was the reason including that. I think this, it's, yeah, get a bigger picture of it. It's, it's really important that we, we understand that it's not just thinking, it's not just modeling, it's not no. part participation, I get, because you, you need to know these things, but that's because I, I really, truly think it's becoming a literacy in and of itself. Just yeah. like There's also one, one sub uh, things as well. There's a competitional action. Yeah. It's more yeah. linked oh. to competitional critical thinking. So I, I'm okay. working on this side more. So yeah, the maybe competitional literacy is much more broad. Maybe yeah. to I'm everything. trying it out. So it's still hard yeah. to define it. I think it's still yeah, hard I think because it's all specific in insight and also linked to each other's. It's really yeah. hard to define. The concepts still hard. Yeah. yeah. See, see, my my opinion is that I like the literacy point because then yeah. literacy then becomes a tool. Yeah. So it yeah. So like paper and pencil. Okay. We can use that. We can use whiteboards. Okay, those are tools. We can use a calculator. That's a tool. We can use code. It's yeah. a tool, but it's just a really, really good tool that has a lot of possibilities, which is why it's so difficult for people to learn it because there's there's no end to what you can do. No. And no, and very few guidelines, as you say. Yeah. And using that lens, that's why I say that the Bbot do not change the mathematical experience in a big way so it's not powerful enough to yeah. to to do that so it's not um helping to understand the computational literacy so that's why i find the scratch environment more powerful to mm -hmm. to engage students in this computational literacy yeah. so i'm so trying with, to write that up in my yeah my so, so with, with the bbot it has to be more playful so yeah. I, I, I got one of the first B-Bots way back, like 15, 10, 15 years ago. And each one came with a clear grid that was exactly the 10 centimeters that it moves so that you could put things underneath the clear grid and say, How, oh, look, you're over here. How are you going to get to? And you'd put something underneath, uh, like, like kind of like a, a treasure map. So you'd use it like a treasure map and say, well, how are you going to get over there and get that? If you put a picture of a hamburger, how are you going to get to the hamburger? And they would have to code the B-Bot in order to get it. And so it was more of an open play thing. And it, and it worked so well, but it's, and but it, it's but another, you're limited to just yeah. that. Yeah, it's, the aspect of that is really important to discuss also because it's a playful. The students love it. They have a good experience. They collaborate. Mm. They, yeah. they enjoy the mathematics lesson. Mm -hmm. But in my research, uh, I try to understand how it can be beneficial for students to explore the mathematics. And that's why I don't think this tool is so good in doing that. But I yes. don't say that it's not a good tool in, in play. Oh, and, for, and absolutely. And, and maybe, maybe do some pattern recognition. But the power in learning more and higher thinking in mathematics is quite limited in that tool. That is my... Yes. Yeah, so yeah. maybe this is why we are switching from this to this and this all environment as much as possible, even we are in on the point now in coding. So 
uh, it is better to maybe switch the tools and still maybe keeping the some powerful ones on the main, but still keeping everything on the sides. Yeah. yeah, I think so. And that's actually going to my fourth article. I'm now investigating uh, uh, these research, research, resources. Research. Uh, so I'm trying to write an article about which resources are um, um, yeah, giving students a conceptual understanding in mathematics and, and in what way. So I, I'm, yeah, I have Great. asked a teacher in Canada because I'm here and I, I'm writing it with George and Immaculate. So oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and and uh, I'm asking some teachers in Norway as well. And we have, I think we have 42 different resources, and uh, we are going to analyze them. That's Great. That would be so good for the teachers uh, to be yeah. able to have that and say, look, this works for, yeah. and like, oh, okay, I can do this now. Yes. Yeah. So that's, I think really that is really important it. for yeah. the teachers to, to manage to implement this in a manner mm -hmm. that maybe we can discuss computational literacy and how it's going to look like. Yes. So I think it's that's... really important. It should be so new, but do you have any preliminary results about this study? Would you like <laughs> Many to of them some? are concentrating about computational concepts. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, so it's, uh, yeah, I'm trying to also categorize them in, in, in this uh, no integration, full integration, and what they are yeah, emphasizing and what the so tool you're using the right. same coding shame for this study, right? The one. Yeah, I, I'm for... trying to do that to have yeah. a have a coherence through my thesis. Yeah. I see. Great. That's cool. Okay. I'm uh, excited I, to read the best yeah, I, I want, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Please put, put me on your distribution list. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I I'm hoping those. that uh, my study could be in this month as well. Yeah. Somehow. Yeah. yeah. It's really, it's really, yeah. I think it's really fun, but it's a lot of work to do it. But yes. I think it's really fun. I think it's really important for the teachers to understand what tool they are using in their teaching and what the students are learning and by using it. I think it's really important yeah. because I also see that the teachers are not willing to, to use their mathematics lessons with tools that don't emphasize the mathematics. So <laughs> my teachers say that, that we don't see the mathematics. Why should yes. we use it? Yes. So, so, this, this is, yeah. so this is, this is also something that's going to be really hopeful for teachers too, that you're doing this work because yeah. that's that, I mean, we've, a lot of the research that's gone on right now is, you know, what is it? How does it work? How could it possibly help us? But there's little of the application. Yeah. So there's, there's, yes, there's a few books out there that are pretty good, uh, but there's, but most things that are missing are the things. Oh, okay. So I've got this math. I've got this concept. How do they go together? Yep. And how does it make it better? How is yeah. it? And, and we need to also show the teachers how it's going to benefit them and their students, not just it's one really or the other. Yeah. yeah. So if it benefits just the students, it's not going to work. If it benefits just the teacher, it's not going to really work. No. Yeah. We yeah. have to show them how it benefits both. So I'm yeah, really think, glad that you're doing that. Yeah. And I think actually by doing it, uh, the teacher will enjoy learning the 
computational concepts and programming and coding environment because they see how it can be beneficial in their mathematical learning. So yes. maybe they are more willing to give an effort in, in yes. understanding so, it better. So, so for the sure. teachers out there, you can learn to code alongside your students. Yes, it's something we tell all our teacher candidates at, at Ontario Tech. It, yeah. You do not have to be the expert. Nope. And in fact, if you've got a, a, a normal class, you will have at least two or three of your kids, even if they're in grade one, will pass you because they've got a lot more free time to play with it than you do. And they'll yeah. come in and they'll help teach as well because, hey, look what I found today. Uh, this is great. Intergenerational learning. Yes. And this is how George got me to learn how to code was alongside my, my students. And it, they were at first they were surprised that I was a learner and then they accepted me as a co-learner with them which was just fabulous like it made for a, a, the, the most amazing learning environment so it yeah. can be done out there yeah and I'm not a computer scientist I didn't know anything about the coding environment but I learned with the teacher and I said I'm not uh, I'm not good at this let's learn it together so we <laughs> We, we just explored and, and, and yeah, try to understand it yeah, alongside doing the tasks together. So I think it's important that you just try as a teacher, you just try, but have in mind that maybe you should think about uh, how the coding environment and the mathematics go together. Yes. And if it's, it's not, okay, uh, how can you change it to be better next time? Yes. So just try. try. Try and learn. Yeah, try I, I and think learn. one of our interviews uh, tell about that did you remember Yan about this yeah. uh, she said it's not trial and error it's uh trial and learn something like yeah that. Yes. i love that yes, yeah that, we need to fix that it's not an error it's learning it's new learning try yes, and learn. that, that was amanda no yeah yeah, may, yeah. yeah 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 so may i move on something else it's it's related still but uh, we mostly focus on the cognitive side, uh, cognitive aspects of computational thinking in math or computational literacy in math. But uh, what else can we talk about it? What other opportunities? Uh, for example, as an example, we are talking in auditory curriculum about social emotional learning links, mm -hmm. transferable skills or global citizenship skills, whatever we are telling it in different based on first center skills. There are many names for it. So, or critical skills. So would you like to elaborate on this or do you have any links to them? Uh, the, fo the focus of the study I'm understanding is cognitive science is coming on the first plane in all uh, curricula like ours. But is there any aspect you would like to mention or teachers realize? Because you already mentioned about the fun facts and how they attracted from B-bots. And uh, so what else can you, can we talk about it? That's a complicated uh, and multifaceted question, <laughs> if you can say that. Um, I'm, I'm not so familiar with topics outside my research right now because I'm really into that narrow thing uh, because it's my PhD and I'm writing about yes. this. But sure. when I was... Uh, reading more about this frame of computational literacy, I'm using DeSessa's work, um, and he's also emphasizing this: how these materials in the classroom are affecting the learning, and how it affects the cognition in in the students, and how um, also the social aspects of of uh, 
different instances from the political and how that yeah how the the school system are made so all of these instances are trying to to see in the classroom and how it affects uh, the use of, of competition in mathematics uh, so it's not just the cognitive it's, it's the social uh, constructivism and 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 the material and yeah so yeah yeah, I just I just want to hear what uh, if you're interested this side or your curiosity about it. It's not I'm not asking very formal question. Actually, it's very informal and your personal perspective. You know, uh, if you're interested in other side, what is beyond? Because we know that uh, I'm yeah I'm like you. I'm a math teacher, and when I was teaching, uh, my great concern of how they relate to real words because they always complain about where we are going to use it, why we are learning this. So uh, still coding is the same for me. If we are not linking to real world, the students own life, how they relate to their now and future and beyond, it's still uh, somehow um, irrelevant for me and for them as I am understanding because they are asking for it. They are really conscious about it and I, I love it. I love how students really conscious what they are learning. They are asking, how am I going to use it? Yeah. Where am I going to use it? So uh, yeah, this is why I'm asking you to just share, to hear your feelings and ideas about it. Yeah, so why, yeah. why, why, why code? Yeah. But my personal experience is that every teachers and myself, we, we need to understand the, the world we live in and how we can use this in a good manner when we are finishing school and getting a job. We need to understand how it works or else we don't cope with the changes yes. in the society. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like what my colleague. Um, so my, my colleague says, you know, we teach every child to write, but we do not expect them to become writers. As, as a profession, but they will use writing in their jobs. Yeah, undoubtedly. and that's why it's important, I think, to think of it as more uh, literacy because you, <laughs> you, you need to understand it, but maybe you're not going to use it directly, but you need to understand it somehow to, to cope with the society. Yes. Yeah, and, and, you and don't they have... don't need to. Uh, sorry, no. sorry. Yeah, you, you, like we don't, they don't all need to become, uh, to become computer programmers. No. But knowing a little bit of computer programming is useful because then you understand yeah. things more. So I'm, yeah. I'm with you and Decessa. Yeah. And on the, on the other side, they don't need to wait till they get a job. Some yes. very, very young and students, kids creating amazing apps, amazing things outside. So I believe that they don't need to get a job. They don't need to wait the future, future career. So if they're really interested, if they're really in it, we are just giving them the opportunity, right? They can interest, they don't, they cannot, it's okay. But we are just need to give them this uh, opportunity to, this is coding and this is mm. links to this discipline, math and science and this. And if they're interested, they can be very, very successful just now, just uh, right after they started to learn and deepen yes. it. So, yeah. Uh, this is really powerful, so powerful. I, think. I also participated as a judge in, in Lego and Mindstorm. Yes. Uh, yeah. the, this great event in Norway. Yes. Uh, and it was really fun to see how these young uh, students were resolving this big task about the environment yeah. and how they made this uh, uh, robot go in, the, in this uh, yeah, 
it's 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 amazing what what the the students are able to do with that and yeah so so if we if we, yeah. if we not just talk about mathematics i see that they are really engaging and really have fun doing it and the teacher as well uh, that i was talking to were we're just seeing how fun the students had doing this stuff and yes. it's really important that they yes. yeah they and did you, did you realize how they uh, enhance their self-esteem resilience yeah. like that because yeah. when they manage it it's a big thing it's not just a, yes. you know you're not scoring the grades it's it's a very big thing they're creating yeah, and the mind storms like the Lego leagues. Uh, when you solve those problems, you're using a lot of mathematics, a you lot, are. a lot of science. Yeah. It's a really good STEM activity. And if anybody thinks those robots are easy to program, uh-uh, they've got a steep learning curve, and all the kids get there. It's yeah. really, it's not like I had a trouble learning how to use one, but the kids were like, "Okay, off we go, done." Right. So yeah. Oh, and I, I also see that all the students are engaged yes. in a normal mathematics classroom. Maybe someone are, are sleeping on their tables with their head down because yes. they don't understand or they think it's boring. But in all the lessons we were, all the students were really into the task, even those mm. with um, learning disabilities. And, oh, and yes. how, yeah, they were really into it. And they answered with, uh, with raising their hands. And I, I think it, yeah, it was really great seeing that. Yes. So that so, is also an important so, issue. So yeah, we, we noticed that early on is that uh, some of those more difficult to serve students were served really, really well by getting the instant feedback that hitting run on your program yeah. does. Yeah. Oh, didn't work. Okay. Darn it. Try again. Fix it. Yeah. 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 It's great. Thank you so much for coming and talking with us, Siri. I really appreciate the, the research that you're going to be doing for us, and I'm looking forward to reading it. Thank you so much. It was really Thank good to so talk much, to you. Thank you so much, Ray, for being with us and sharing all your beautiful thoughts and informative ideas with us. Thank you. Coding in the Classroom is written and produced by Beza Caesar and Ian Brody for the OAME Gazette. The editor for the Gazette is Tim Sibald. Thank you for, to Upbeat and Soundroll for the theme music.